from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Kennedy Classics. How do we live in a culture that perceives our light as darkness? That's the question. How will you respond faithfully when faced with the transgender phenomenon, growing socialism, and false gospels? Dr. Erwin Lutzer lays out a roadmap to navigate these challenges and more in his book, the church in Babylon, heeding the call to be a light in the darkness. What are those elements that are needed for a church to actually survive in Babylon and not just survive, but also thrive in Babylon? Contact us today to receive your copy of The Church in Babylon. This book will help equip you to stand for God in a culture that rejects Him. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. I am a proponent of long engagements. Many young people who fall in love and quickly become engaged tend to jump into marriage without fully knowing one another. The benefits of a long engagement are rather simple. You can take the time to see your future spouse's true self. You can find out if what you see is real or if they're just faking it. One of the ways to find this out is during moments of stress or adversity. Maybe it happens while navigating through a hectic airport, or maybe it's the death of a loved one that reveals your partner's true self. As James Lane Allen once said, adversity does not build character, it reveals it. Integrity is among the greatest needs of our day. In a nation rushing headlong from the truth of God, will we live in such a way as to invite the charge of hypocrisy? Or will we live in such a way that causes the world to stop and take note of the God we serve? There is much we can learn about having integrity from the biblical story of Joseph. Dr. Kennedy strengthens our faith in his message the rewards of integrity. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from the 39th chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 39, beginning with verse 1. These events transpire after that Joseph, the son of Jacob, or Israel, as his name was changed, has been sold out of their hatred into slavery in Egypt. May we hear the inspired word of the living God. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And Joseph, and the Lord was with Joseph, 
and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master knoweth not what is with me in the house and he hath committed all that he hath in my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time, that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And may God speak to us today through his holy word, and may his name ever be praised. Amen. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his brethren because he was the son of his old age and he made for him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than them, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto them. And young Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brethren, brethren, saying, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, and in the dream we were gathering sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheave rose and stood upright, and yours gathered round and bowed themselves down to the earth and made obeisance unto my Chief. And his brethren said, Shalt thou indeed rule over us, and wilt thou have dominion over us? And they hated him the more for his dream and for his words. And Joseph dreamed another dream, he told his brethren and his father. Lo, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars did make obeisance unto me. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream 
that thou hast dreamed shall thy mother and I and thy brethren bow down ourselves unto thee? His brethren envied him, but Jacob kept this in his heart. And it came to pass that Jacob said to his son Joseph, Lo, thy brethren have gone down to Shechem to feed the flocks. Go now and see if it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks and bring me word. And so Joseph set out from the vale of Hebron and came to Shechem. And when he was yet afar off, before he drew nigh, his brethren spied him and said, Behold, that dreamer cometh. Now then, let us take him and slay him and cast him into a pit, and then we will see what comes of his dreams. But Reuben prevailed against him, saying, Let us not slay him and shed blood, but rather let us cast him into a pit. And so when Joseph came, they stripped off of him his coat of many colors which he had on, and they cast him into a pit where there was no water, and they sat down to eat bread. And they lifted up their eyes, and they beheld a caravan of Ishmaelites coming down from Gilead, bearing spicery and myrrh, balm, on their way to Egypt. And Judah said to his brethren, What profit is there if we slay him? Let us rather sell him to the Ishmaelites. And so they drew him up out of the pit, and they sold him for 20 pieces of silver. And they took his coat and rent it, and killed a kid of the flock, and dipped the coat into the blood. And they brought it home to their father Jacob, or Israel, as his name was changed. And they said to him, Behold, this we have found. Know you whether this be thy son's coat or no? And Jacob knew and said, It is my son's coat. Surely a wild beast hath devoured him, and Joseph is most certainly rent in pieces. So he rent his own garments and put on sackcloth, and he mourned for his son many days. But the Ishmaelites sold Joseph into slavery in Egypt, and he was bought by Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh in charge of the guard, an Egyptian, who put him to work in his house. But there was in Joseph a more excellent spirit. And so Potiphar made him overseer over his whole house, over all of his servants and all of his flocks and herds. And there was nothing in his house that was not committed unto him except his wife. Joseph, who was a goodly young man 
in face and no doubt in form and body as well, we read that Potiphar's wife cast her eye on him. And she said to him, lie with me. But he refused. And day by day, she spoke to him after the same manner, saying, lie with me. But he would not. He would not lie by her or even be with her. But a day came when he entered into the house upon business, and there was none other man of the servants in the house. And she caught him by his garment. And she said to him again, lie with me. And he said to her, there is none greater in this house than I, except thy master, who has put all things into my hands except for thee, because thou art his wife. Now how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got himself out. What an incredible act of character indeed. A demonstration of integrity that is badly needed in our day. When Potiphar came home, his wife accused Joseph before him. When Potiphar heard the words of his wife, his wrath was kindled, and he took Joseph, and he threw him into prison, and he was there for two years. The rewards of integrity, may I say to you, sometime, they are in this life not pleasant. And even more so in the New Testament, because in the Old Testament, frequently rewards were demonstrated to people by being temporal, financial, and earthly in nature. But in this world, oftentimes our rewards are reserved in heaven for us. And the scripture says that they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But we need to move the camera farther back, even in the case of Joseph in order to see the time that he interpreted the dreams of the baker and the butler of Pharaoh that were in the dungeon with him. And finally, the butler remembered his promise to speak well of Joseph when Pharaoh had his dreams about the seven fat kine or cattle that came up out of the river and then followed by the seven lean kine that devoured the fat ones and none of the wise or the magicians of Egypt could interpret the dream. And then the butler said, oh, this day, have I remembered my faults? When I was in the dungeon, there was a Hebrew servant there when the baker and I dreamed the same dreamed dreams the same night and he interpreted them and as he interpreted, so it came to pass. And so they brought Joseph hastily up out of the dungeon and he shaved himself and put on clean raiment and they brought him before Pharaoh and Pharaoh says, I understand that you are able to interpret dreams. And Joseph said, it is not in I, in me, but in God who shall give Pharaoh an answer. 
And so he interpreted the dreams about the seven years of plenty that were coming, followed by seven years of great famine and want, which would consume the years of prosperity. And so Pharaoh said, there is none in all of Egypt as wise and discerning as thee. And so he made him second ruler in all of Egypt and put on him his ring and linen garments and gave him a chariot to ride in and had all of Egypt bow down before him and said, no man in Egypt shall lift his hand or move his foot without thee. Only in the throne am I greater than thee. And so Joseph ruled over all of Egypt. And there came a day in the midst of the seven years of dire famine over that whole part of the world that his brethren came down to Egypt and they bowed themselves down before him to the ground. But in the case of the New Testament, often the camera has to be moved back even farther because there are many in the Christian church whose rewards will largely, though there are certainly many wonderful temporal rewards of integrity in this life, the greatest of those rewards awaits us in heaven. There is laid up for us treasures in heaven where neither wrath, rust, nor moth can corrode or eat. And we need to have the long view of the meaning of integrity and the rewards of it. Does it really make any difference how we respond to the temptations of life? May I say to you that Joseph could not conceivably have had any real concept at all of the difference that his response to that temptation made. If Joseph had succumbed to that temptation, as many young men in our time would, you wouldn't be here today. And that was 4,000 years ago. Note it. Had he succumbed, he would not have been cast into prison. He would have not interpreted the dreams of the baker and butler of Pharaoh. He would not have been brought up out of the dungeon and brought before Pharaoh. He would not have been able to interpret his dreams, and therefore he would not have been made prime minister over all of Egypt, and therefore he would not, nor would anyone have known to gather food for the next seven years to prepare for the great famine and drought that would spread over all that part of the earth nor would there have been any bread to prevent the sons of Israel, the other 11 sons, the 10, Benjamin being dead. There had been no food for them, nothing to prevent them from famishing and starving as Jacob said they were doing. And so 
there would have been no 12 tribes of Israel. There would have been no Judah, and therefore there would have been no later Joseph and no Mary, and there would have been no Jesus, no Christmas, no Bethlehem, no Good Friday, no salvation, no resurrection day, no hope of the future, no Christian church, and you would not be here today, and you would be lost, and you would have no hope beyond the tomb. Yes, there are consequences which he knew not of and we know not of that arise out of the temptations that we face. Dear one, the next time Satan assails you with a temptation, remember Joseph and the rewards of integrity. May we pray. Father, we thank thee for this life of Joseph like a white flower blossoming in a dung heap which shines down through the millennia till our day. And being dead, he yet speaketh. We pray, O God, that you will give us ears to hear. And should there be those among us who have yielded to such temptation, who bear upon themselves the guilt and stain of sin, who have done this great wickedness and called it something else, that you will show them what it is in thy sight and that you will cause them to repent and to look up to Christ upon a cross and knowing that he is suffering for them. And may they say, come Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart and cleanse me of my sin. Wash me and make me whiter than snow, for I am guilty in thy sight, O God, and I have done this great wickedness and sinned against thee. And Lord, strengthen each of us in our continuing battle with temptation that we may be faithful sons of the living God, in whose name we pray, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with Dr. Kennedy, asking Christ to forgive you of your sins for the first time, we'd like to send you Beginning Again, the book Dr. Kennedy wrote for new believers. It's a book that has blessed tens of thousands of people over the years, and I know it'll be a blessing to you as well. To receive your copy, just write to our address or call our toll-free number and be sure to ask for beginning again, and may God richly bless you.
As Dr. Kennedy teaches, oftentimes after the greatest of successes and blessings in our life, come the greatest temptations that we must endure. But like Joseph, we can have true integrity, knowing that our ultimate reward does not come to us here on earth, but in heaven above. The history of the church has been full of Christians who have been faithful unto death, where the metal of their faith is truly tested. Today, regrettably, millions of Christians are being tested worldwide in similar ways. And this Memorial Day weekend, we give thanks for those who stood the test in defense of our nation. Thankfully, in America, things have not yet descended into violence against Christians. But it is beyond dispute that America has strayed so far away from Christian truth as to become a modern-day Babylon. Just as Daniel and his companions were called to stand for the Lord in Babylon, you and I are being called here. And we have some wonderful help in that regard. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, one of our nation's most respected pastors, has written what he says is the crowning work of his career. It's the book, The Church in Babylon, Heeding the Call to Be a Light in the Darkness. And we want to send you a copy as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Dr. Lutzer, the pastor emeritus of the Moody Church in Chicago, has written this book to help you boldly face the challenges we're up against, including chapters on the transgender phenomenon, immigration, statism, and false gospels infecting the evangelical church. The Church in Babylon should be read by every serious Christian. Contact us right away to receive your copy as our thanks for your generous donation. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll free, 888-332-3069. Or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a donation of $50 or more, we will send you the book plus an exclusive new DVD program, Shining Light in a Dark World, featuring Dr. Erwin Lutzer discussing these compelling subjects and many more in his pastoral wise way. That's the book, The Church in Babylon, plus the DVD, Shining Light in a Dark World, as our thanks for your generous donation of $50 or more. And as you give, you are helping us to shine that light via the Lifetime Channel and numerous other nationwide TV networks, as well as training Christian leaders, defending your freedoms against the anti-Christian Southern Poverty Law Center in federal court, and much, much more. So please write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069, or go online to djkm.org. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.